Welcome to Gone Fishing, a show diving into the cybersecurity threats that surround our highly connected lives. Every human is different. Every person has unique vulnerabilities that expose them to potentially successful social engineering. On this show, we'll discuss human vulnerability and how it relates to unique individuals. I'm Connor Swam, CEO of FinSecurity, and welcome to Gone Fishing. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Gone Fishing. I'm your host, Connor, CEO at Finn, and we're bringing back once again, Jeremy Young, the director of partnerships. I totally forgot it, and you said it to me five seconds ago, but he's in charge of partnerships, people, for true. Blumira. It's true. Hey, Connor, how's it going? Oh, it's going wonderful. How are you doing? You know, it's a pretty nice Monday. Had a ready, ready to get the week kicked off. Where, where do you want to start with this? Uh, so. This is a topic that I threw out there and I'm going to get on a soapbox and we'll see if I can get off uh, before the end of the episode. But sales in general gets a bad rap. Like whenever you say you're in sales or people thinking about going to sales, I'm like, ah, because they all, they have one or more experiences with somebody or something that they, people don't like being, feel like they're sold to. And they think about like that used car salesman or like the timeshare presentation they had to sit through or when they're getting spam phone calls and they get really angry about stuff if it happens at the wrong time. Uh, so obviously like don't, don't do that. Don't be the gen, the like specific stereotype, but even in more professional settings, salespeople need to understand that this is a profession. And like, you're not here to be a warm body and just take up space or book a calendar invite with an engineer. If you could be replaced with a Calendly link, you, you probably need to try harder. And I really just want to kind of chat about different things that we've seen. We just went, came back from IT Nation recently, saw some behavior there that uh, that's, I think, why this came top of mind when I was asked about topics. Uh, so many, just looking around the, the show floor, so many people that were obviously working at the booths and obviously didn't want to be there. And we're just like sitting there talking to each other, like playing football in the hallway of the booths, like people having to dodge stuff as they're trying to have business conversations. Uh, what, what are some of the things you saw in, in November that, uh, made, maybe made you cringe or laugh in not a fun way. I'll, uh, I'll phrase it like this for, for us vendors, me and you, and also for a lot of our, we're friends with a ton of the partners that we work with, like legitimate friends, not just, Hey, we're yeah. friendly. Like I will text them on a consistent basis and we care about each other and, and each other's lives and what's going on. So a lot of conferences are an opportunity to meet and spend time with those people to catch up, to just really reconnect. And I will say it this way. If you are at the bar afterwards or at dinner or socializing or hanging out, that is never the time to jump in and try to sell your solutions, right? It's, un- I guess, unwarranted is the, is the most politically correct way of saying that. But like there were many times when I was at a bar hanging out with my friends, like we're at the hotel bar after dinner or something, just grabbing a drink. It's like somebody would come up, interrupt the conversation, stand in between all of us and try to sell us. It's like, First off, half of us are vendors, guy. Like, go somewhere else. Uh, you don't want to talk with us. We're a waste of your time. Read the room, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the other half are like, 
I'm hanging out with my friends here and we were just talking about football and my kids and like this has nothing to do with our comp our own companies at all. Yeah, whether whether you're working at a vendor or an MSP selling to SMBs, whether it's your first job and you're cold calling or you've been doing this for 15 years, always keep in mind you're there to listen. You're there to understand a problem and then try and create a win-win solution that leaves everyone better off. Yeah. And so if, if you walk into a conversation and they're talking about football and nobody's talking about a business problem, don't just word vomit a solution that they didn't ask for. Like create personal relationships so that when the time comes, maybe that next day, maybe that next month, maybe that next year, when a problem arises, they think they might, you might be able to help with, or they, you've created a relationship. So they have some sort of trust in you and they want to ask your opinion on something. That's when you can actually come in and say, give your two cents. Uh, yeah. Sales doesn't have to be a dirty word. Like companies really can't thrive without a really quality sales department. But you, you should also want to be in a respected position. And I, I did a speech and debate when I was younger, and I had this really cool speech coach that we did warm ups every day. And one of the things he made us memorize, and if you talk to any person who ever went through, Tyrone Wilkerson's class, they could recite the same thing. Respect, to hold in high regard, to show honor, honor, courtesy, and consideration for. In order to get respect, one must give respect. And this starts with self-respect. So respect yourself enough, respect your position enough to be good at your job. Do the homework. Just be like so many people kind of fall into sales out of as their kind of first job and they get their first paycheck. And they're like, this is cool. And Remember college when you did a bunch of homework and no one was paying you to do it? And then you get into the real world and they start getting a check and you're like, I don't want to work in my time off. Like, yeah. you have to research things. You have to watch videos. You have to, the, the internet is at your disposal. Go learn about who you're selling to, about what their problems are, what they care about. Learn about your own industry for <laughs> crazy idea, right? But yeah. there are so many people that you can meet in, in our world that, as you kind of alluded to, they could like pitch their solution. But if you ask them, how does that fit in my overall network? Or how does that, how does that solve? I, I'm focused on this problem. How would that interact with that? Yeah. Whoops. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Do you guys want to drink? Like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's true. I always think about sales over the last 20, 30 years as this... Uh, I want to say timeline, like early on pre-internet or even at the birth of the internet, it was whoever you could get in front of you. Cold calling was the big thing or physically door-to-door selling was the very big thing because people couldn't go out and research. They'd have to go through their yellow pages and call everyone listed in a certain category in order to get services. That's how it was done. Then once all of the information started to become more public, once the internet was a thing, then it became about the reputation of the company. So it wasn't just who got in front of you and talked the best game. It was, well, what is the founding story? Who are the people that work at this organization? Why did this company start in the first place? And what services do they offer? How do they do that? Are they upstanding? Now it's the complete opposite. Now it's the consumers have all of the information. You can go on Google and with the invention of OpenAI and ChatGPT and Bard, you could say, you know, find me a business that helps me with this in this area. And you'll get us, you'll spit out the, give me the pros and cons of the top five. Like you can get every single piece of information that you want on a business. And so when somebody reaches out to you saying, how can you help me? They've probably already done more research than you have 
um, into your company and how you could potentially help. And so I always liken sales to this. Sales is not a transaction. Sales is a therapy session. And what I mean by that is <laughs> it is your job to, like you had already said, listen, it's your job to provide transformation. It's your job to provide expertise. It's your job to be helpful. And it's your job to challenge the, the, the client. Right? It's it's not your job to sit there and say, oh yes, everything like you're not you, in customer service. Correct. It's your job to say, you know, I'm going to push back on that point. You said you want to be more secure, but then when I asked you about this, you said it wasn't important. Well, if security yeah, which is, is important, which is it? And it, it's your job to be the most knowledgeable person. It is your job to help your client transform themselves from where they are today to where they want to be tomorrow. And sometimes that means painting the future for them because they can't get there on their own. That's why they're calling you. Well, and. Also, once you get to a point where you understand you understand what your place is, you understand the industry, you understand who you're talking to, and, and generally their problems at large, not anybody's individual. That's why you have to listen. But not every conversation is, is going to get somewhere. And so you got to understand, don't play tug of war with people that don't aren't ever going to buy your solution. Sometimes you just got to drop the rope and be like, hey, you know what? We're not a fit for you right now. And I'm sorry. And hey, doesn't mean we can't be friends. What, what do you want to hang out later? But don't try to put a square peg in a round hole. And you, you never know who you could be talking to and what damage you could be doing. Did you, uh, you were telling me earlier about something that you don't have to name names, but uh, what, what you witnessed earlier this month? Yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, me and a few of my friends, uh, it was very late and we were winding down the night, just sitting in the hotel lobby, just literally having a conversation about life and kids and uh, business was there, but not in the sense of what do we do, but in like, uh, what do, what are our goals for our own companies? It was, it was me and, and two other owners slash founders. And this random person walks up and immediately like dives into this sales pitch, like hard pitches. And it's like two or three in the morning at this point, we're all pretty much just clocked out, like ready to go to bed. And uh, hard pitches. And then when we push back, we're like, hey, uh, we're like, we're just sitting, hanging out with friends. You can come join us. But like, I don't want to, we don't want to talk about this. There, that individual's response was to essentially say, you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, like when, when we push back on what he was trying to do and what he was saying about his own product and the industry. And it's like, he, his response was not to say, you're right, whatever, catch you tomorrow. We can talk about it then. It was, you don't know what you're talking about. You just don't get it. Like, <laughs> and all of a sudden, they're like, okay, this was weird, uh, but congratulations. Nobody that I know is ever going to work with you, almost certainly. Uh, so thank you for this. And given the uh, people who he was talking to and the voices that they carry and that you were all probably still wearing your badges. So everybody knew, everybody could have known who everybody was, especially the guy who walks up and starts like hard pitching you at 2.30 in the morning. Like you can mark yourself for death very, very quickly by taking an approach that is just like, why rub people the wrong way? Like, just drop the rope. It doesn't yeah. matter. You know, I always, uh, I talked about this with uh, Tracy Orisco is I'm not From a sales person. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't have any sales experience, but I had to do sales in order to get Finn off the ground. And so what did I do? It's like, well, I okay, I'm going to challenge company. you there because you started your just working cold calling, regardless of what you're cold calling about. If you are sure. cold calling, that is in sales. So I have no formal sales experience. It's all self-taught, self-earned, however you'd like to phrase that. And um, 
coming into the MSP industry and cybersecurity, having a background in neither of those, every call became a question is, how can I make this person my friend? How can I make friends with this person? It was not to sell. It was not to convince them that I'm the next best thing since sliced bread. It was, this is probably a great person. This is probably an interesting individual. I want to be their friend. And for the first year, for the first two years of, of building this, that, that is the only thought process I brought to every conversation. And in that process, you know, sometimes we discuss business. Obviously, they'd be reaching out to me because they wanted something and they thought I could help. But it was always a, hey, you're an interesting person on the other end of this phone call or this Zoom meet. How can I be your friend? We've only got a little bit of time left and I'll just kind of wrap this about. We, we said a lot of what don't do. What you should do... Uh, there's a book called The Go-Giver. And in our community, uh, there's a group of peer groups called ConnectWise Evolve. And every peer group member there has read this book. I've read this book. Uh, well, I listened to it on Audible because that's how I consume books. But that counts. nonetheless, it got there. The whole point is you get more in return when you give more to start out. And so if you enter into every relationship, every interaction with another human being of trying to figure out how you can help, how you can serve that person and how you can serve that business, how you can just, how can I just put more into the world than I can get back? You're going to be more successful and that's going to take you down paths of learning and it's going to take you down paths of research and try to keep that mentality. It's because most of the pitches that you're going to do aren't going to be successful by nature. Like the, you don't, you're not a hundred percent from the field when you are in this profession, but if you can create a lasting impression, you're going to start, you're going to keep, get people, start them on a journey. That's going to lead to them coming back to you, whether you're wearing this shirt or whether you're wearing another one tomorrow, because they trust you, they like you, they want to do business with you. And that's ultimately the difference between a salesperson or a sales bro or a sales professional, be a professional. Put your hat on, try to help people, try to create win-win relationships, regardless of what the outcome is for that particular transaction. And you will help us all create a better, uh, res- more respected profession of the sales profession. Uh, yeah. You know, I always, I tell every member of my team, people don't remember largely what you say. They remember how you made them feel though. So if nothing else, make that person feel respected, appreciated valued and understood. And if you do those things, regardless of what you ended up talking about, they will always have a positive uh, opinion of you, of the company you work at, of wherever you end up hanging your shingle, because you're not going to work at the same company for the entirety of your life, most likely. So it's you need to be able to take that thought and those feelings with you. Second thing, if you're a sales professional or if you're in sales at all, you should always show up with exactly two questions. So I always ask two questions. Give me your acceptance criteria and let me see the questionnaire centered around cybersecurity because we're in cyber that you'd like me to answer. Basically, it's tell me what you want me to do for you and then tell me uh, what's important in terms of security for this relationship because it's incredibly important. And, you know, I it, it was very purposeful. If somebody showed up to a, a meeting that they had booked with me and didn't have acceptance criteria, it was an opportunity for me to put it in front of them. To, to define say, it. Here's what you should care about. And of course, it had a lot of things that mostly things that we did well. And um, it was built with what I believe to be the right things. And that's why I'm building my company in a certain way. But it was an opportunity also to be an expert. It's, oh, you don't know what you need. Here's what I think you should need. 
and it, and it helps you reframe the conversation centered around not what I, not sell you what I have, but sell you what you need. That was always what I wanted to get it to. And be honest, smile a lot and give compliments. <laughs> for, uh, for folks who wanted to learn a little bit more about you or Blumira, how should they reach out to you? Go to blumira.com slash partners. You'll see we have a page for MSPs. We also have an NFR program, which is free for internal use for MSPs. Go to blumira.com slash NFR to get started there. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, Jeremy Young. And uh, if you need general information, just email msp at blumira.com. Awesome. For folks listening or watching, we'll have links to all of that in the show notes for you so you can reach out and connect. Jeremy, thanks so much for joining me today. It was a blast chatting with you. Thanks, Connor. Thanks for the therapy session. Anytime. Thanks, everyone, for listening or watching, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about creating high-quality security awareness training campaigns that engage employees and change their habits, then check out FinSecurity at phinsec.io or click the link in our show notes. Thanks for fishing with me. See you next time.